is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Van Deese joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weights. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, what up? Happy uh, Thursday, Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it is your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center. Major Mortgage Man Cave, big show coming up today. We'll chat with uh, Leon Costello, Montana State Athletic Director, about uh, the new athletic complex, the uh, future of Montana State, and uh, and how they got through the pandemic. And uh, we'll also... Um, we will be joined by the man, the myth, and the legend as he sits down, Mr. Kevin Flato. Uh, we'll talk to him here in a couple of minutes as well. But uh, uh, it is a big, big, uh, big weekend um, or big time for Montana for uh, for schools around uh, the state and especially here in the uh, Helena area. And we'll talk to Mr. Flato about that coming up. He even dressed up today, so that's good. I like it. Um, we also have uh, your Montana Rodeo Roundup and on this date and the walk-off and a whole lot more coming up. But I uh, want to begin today. Um, we were off yesterday and off Tuesday as we uh, celebrated the life of Bruce Parker down in Billings and uh, with a lot of great family and uh, his friends. And uh, and it was just a, it was an amazing service and one that um, if, uh, if you were there, you know what, what I mean. It was... Bruce and Lisa, I mean, forever spent for well, they spent forever in athletics. So they had the 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 program for the funeral for the celebration um, in a game day. It was countdown to kickoff. You had we had an opening, we had a first, second quarter, halftime intermission where they inducted Bruce into the Rocky Mountain Athletic Hall of Fame, and um, a third and fourth quarter, an overtime session, and then. Uh, uh, both of his kids, Brett and Ryan, gave a pre- and post-game speech. So it was pretty awesome. And uh, congratulations um, to those that pulled it off. And uh, in such dire times, it was uh, it was a sad day, but an, it, but a fun day just to hear the stories about Bruce. And uh, if you missed our show last week, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com and download it. But it was a good it was a good service. And uh, a great way to send, uh, to remember Bruce Parker and send him off to the, uh, NAIA, the NCAA, the, uh, Athletic Heaven Hall of Fame, really. So, uh, let's do your Montana Rodeo Roundup as you transit. It's never easy to transition, but we'll, uh, transition real quick. Your Montana Rodeo Roundup brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. If you want to book your senior pictures, your family portraits, also, engagement photos, Mark is doing those, Mark LaRoe Photography, 
com. Pretty light roundup. I mean, we know Cowboy Christmas happened, but um, there is a NRA rodeos in Malta on Saturday and East Helena on Friday and Saturday. Now, what's really cool about the East Helena Valley Rodeo is you go to that, and we will be uh, the Jason Walker Show scoreboard update, your leaderboard for each event. So that'll be cool. Can't wait for that. Uh, hope to see you out at East Helena this weekend for uh, rodeo on the uh, the uh, 9th and 10th, so Friday and Saturday. And on the PRCA side, we've got Wolf Point tonight through Saturday, Drummond on Sunday, and then Big Timber next Wednesday. Big Timber every Wednesday. So we're a week away, next week, uh, two weeks away from tonight will be the kickoff for the Last Chance Stampede. Can't wait to get uh, get that going as well. So, all right, quick break. Um and when we get in or get back, we'll talk to uh, Kevin Flato. Stuff the bus going on, and uh, it's much needed and for kids in the area, for kids around the state, really. But uh, we'll also talk about um, a commitment to the Grizz. That's coming up next. Jason Walker Show, coming right back, presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rockers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rockers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rockers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center hanging out in the uh, major mortgage man cave with uh, a big dude. There he is taking a drink of water. 
And uh, it's Kevin Flato. We'll uh, talk to him in just a second as we uh, also will talk to Leon Costello about Montana State Athletics and the new athletic complex going on down there and um, the future of MSU. Plus, we have our auto contest performance of the week. So there you go. All right. Let's get right to it. Let's welcome him in. He is, uh, he is a man in full. Although... He just told me that he tore his quad yesterday. How do you do? You, do you want me to tell him, or are you? <clears throat> he, go for it. Go he for tore it. his You're quad. This. He tore his quad. Strained. Strained the quad. Oh yeah. Well, he first said tore, so now it's just strained. But he strained his quad throwing a paper airplane. Yeah. So I'm doing summer school, and one of our STEM <laughs> activities was. Um, building paper airplanes for distance, and I was in the championship because, you know, I'm a competitor and I can't handle not. And I got a good running start. Coach Evans would be proud of my javelin technique and just <laughs> tweaked and went to the ground. And, of course, there's video, and Rob Tesh has multiple videos of me wiping out. I had another one leaving the school, sprained my ankle a couple summers ago, and then others where I'm on the ground, the basketball court, so... Got another one for his, uh, for his, he's got a special folder in his phone of me on the ground. Oh my Not gosh. One of my better moments. Uh, is that, okay, worst injury you've ever had? Uh, I, I got my shoulder pretty good playing football Montana Western in the playoff game at Southern Oregon. Um, and then I've been, I've been pretty blessed with not having many injuries, just habitual sprained ankles. Um, I've been, I've okay. been pretty blessed. I've probably okay. taken worse mountain bike wrecks or, Paper airplane throwing injuries yeah. than anything. Uh, what's the worst spill you've had um, on the court as a ref? Um, there's one at Rocky where there was a. What made that bad was there was the players told me there was a wet spot. We stopped the game, wiped it up, didn't think there was anything, and then I took two steps down and, and wiped out there. I got ran over at Carroll, uh, marking a three by by a kid back in the Emhoff era. Um, I forget who it was. That was probably the worst. As long as Im- it wasn't Imhoff that took you down, because I don't know if you'd recover. <laughs> if Rob Tess will have to get the video and confirm who it was for sure. Uh, I can't wait to see some videos. Uh, how is Tesh, by the way? Uh, he's doing good. He's living in Billings now and uh, had two successful referee camps, um, one in Helena and one in Billings. And um, he's just busy kind of still doing the black dog out of Helena and, and the surrounding area. And... I'm doing his other fundraising business and and just uh, living life in Billings. So I think he's doing well. Do you miss him in Helena? Yeah, we miss him. Do we? Yeah, Tommy and I, we miss him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we miss him, but uh, it's good. We're happy for him being in Billings yeah. and being with his wife and 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 kind of next chapter of his life. Uh, Kevin Flato joining us here in studio in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. All right, before we we uh, chat about why you're here, uh, Caden Hewitt, the guy that you've uh, helped. Coach a little bit, yeah. Um, big commitment to commitment to the Grizz today. Um, not shocked. No, you know he's um, and congrats to Caden. He's such a such a great football player, but even a better kid. Um, he told Coach Kraft and I on um, 
what's today? Today's Thursday. So Tuesday morning after workouts, he says, I'm committing tomorrow. And then I saw, I was looking for it all day on Twitter and he wouldn't tell us where and, and, um, he wanted his moment, which he deserved. Mm -hmm. And so he committed today. And I think that's probably a great fit for him. Um, you know, and talking with him, you know, cause I coached him when he was a freshman. We knew he was a special player and it was always, you know, what was his ceiling going to be? And then, you know, I, I think the COVID thing and the scholarship, allocations and it, it kind of makes you wonder you know did that um did that cost him maybe a a an fcs or excuse me an fbs opportunity but you know then you start looking at all the transfers and the transfer portals and, and half those kids end up transferring so you know i think it's a great opportunity for Caden. i think he's going to do really well and, and i know we're super excited and, and happy for him and marcus who's committed there as well yeah well and both evans boys have committed over there and then you've got uh ryan arnston who transferred over um he still has i think Four years, three, four years left. Who knows? I think he's got one or two, but but yeah, you forget that Ryan's over there because it's been it's been he was at Carroll for a few years and then he, he's over at U of M as yeah. well. So, but that, so, I mean, yeah. do you coach the quarterbacks? Um, no, I coach wide receivers, but you know I'm the, kind of the freshman offensive coordinator as well. So my first year back, kind of serving in that role, Caden was a freshman then, okay. and so you end up being kind of hands on with a lot of the offensive kids when they're younger, and then the receivers throughout the program. Well, yeah. because you look at the last couple of quarterbacks out of Helena High, you know, uh, uh, Kayla Winterburn mm-hmm. originally w- went to MSU, and mm-hmm. then he sat there a couple years. Now he's going to Tech, and mm-hmm. and then you've got uh, you know Hewitt now going over to the Grizz. I mean. Pretty good quarterbacks coming out of, uh, of hell and a high for yeah, the last I mean, few you, years. You go down the list and, and, you know, you forget some Dawson Reardon ended up at Tech and Troy Arnson ended up at Carroll. Um, Caleb Winterburn, you know, I could go down the list. I'm probably missing a few, but yeah, we've been pretty successful mm-hmm. at putting out some pretty good quarterbacks and, and just, I know, and I know Coach Evans, one of the things he's really proud at is every year we've got a handful of kids just in general that are getting scholarships and getting opportunities yeah. to get some of their school paid for in college. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to get on the college field. So that's I know that's something at Helena High we take a lot of pride in. And capital, too. I know they're yeah. rivals, but uh, good good kids over there, too. Uh, good Great kids around the state. By the way, I still don't have my capital or Helena High helmets, but I do have a Billings West. Um, Coach Stanton gave me that. I've got, uh, I've got Murdoch's kid bringing me a Billings Senior one. I'm going to get a Skyview one, too. I don't have – I'm here in Helena. Yeah, and talk to Coach Evans. That's, that's his department. I texted him. Okay, I'll talk to him. I'll All talk right. to him when I see him next week. Make it happen. Get you a helmet. I just need to stop by. Mahelish has one. I just haven't stopped by. Yet. I'm too busy golfing. Golfing? Yeah. Good for you. Not That's well, you should but... be doing. <laughs> well, I don't right? know how many people golf well. Uh, the ones that are on TV. <laughs> <laughs> they make, they make <laughs> it look easy. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Flato joining us here in studio. All right, stuff the bus. Uh, we talked about this last year. Yeah. It was a little different last year with COVID, but we're back to normal this mm-hmm. year. And first off, how tough was it to? teach last year with the COVID, with the restrictions, mm-hmm. with everything, and then with the last couple of weeks, you guys were allowed to have students back in. Sure. I, I mean, I don't think you can find too many educators that didn't say it was probably one of the most challenging your years in their career. Um, it, it, for me, it was strange at first. It was really slow. Um, my job changed a lot, a lot of more computers and trying to connect with kids online, which which that's not what education's about. It's education is very in-person, relationship-oriented. Um, I will say that it got better as things went on um, when we got kids in and from two 
two days a week to four days. And then we started seeing kids being kids again towards the end of the year with the spring. And then, um, we've been doing some summer school stuff, which has been a lot of fun, but it was a very, it was a very challenging year. There's, there's really no two ways about it. Some kids were able to handle it and found a lot of success. Um, but I think the vast majority of kids, it was, it was a big challenge and it was a struggle and it was a struggle on the educators as well. Yeah. I mean, let's not forget the teachers had to go through this too. It wasn't just the kids. Absolutely. And the parents having to reinvent how they do things. And, and, you know, everybody evolved and grew. I think, um, I know I did as an educator, um, as a professional and, you know, it, it kind of made you evolve, I think, as an educator, as a teacher, as a counselor, as an administrator, whatever. Um, so I, I do think that there was some good things that came out of it, but, but to answer your question, yeah, absolutely. It was a, it was a challenging year. You know, I remember sitting here last year. I really wasn't trying to think about it. I didn't want to think about it because I knew it was going to be hard. And then when we got in it, um, you know, my our assistant principal told me at the beginning of the year, she's like, it's going to be better than it was in the spring. And, and I always tell her, yes, Miss Rowling, you were right. It was spring. She would always ask me that all year, but yeah, challenging year for sure. Um, but I mean, like you said, there were some positives and did it make everybody, did you, did it make you a better teacher? Did it make you a better counselor, a better person with the kids because of everything that they're dealing with too? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it made me embrace technology even more, you know, and I'm pretty tech savvy, but, you know, I'm starting to get to that point where, you know, sometimes I have to ask the kids like, <laughs> like some social media stuff or about technology or what, you know, what pop culture things mean. I'm kind of getting to that point, but I would say definitely with the technology, but then it made me have to find a different way to connect with kids and understand mm-hmm. kids. And so, and so, yeah, I did think it helped me, but grow as a professional, but there's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm ready to get back to in-person relationships, seeing kids' faces, smiling, joking, laughing, body language. Um, some of those things that, that really were taken away. It is stuff the bus time, and I saw it in front of uh, Capital Collision drive, or uh, not Capital, Capital City Healthcare, Health Club, yeah. Health Club the other day driving by. Um, <laughs> But thanks to Capital Collision for sponsoring the show. But anyway, um, it is a big time, and, and it's a little different. Now, you know, we're back in, in session. Now we're back in, stu- in, in studio, in classes. This is a big, big push right now for the uh, the next month and a yeah, half. Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of evolving and growing, so if you'll recall, last year we went to just a monetary, getting monetary donations just mm-hmm. because of the uncertainty of the virus and can it be transmitted on a box of crayons and and through different school supplies. And, and shout out to our community. Our community once again um, rallied around us and... Um, I don't have the dollar sign numbers in front of me, um, but we were able to raise a significant amount of money that we okay. then divvied up, and then we were we allocated that money to the school so they could spend it as they needed, and then that turned more cost and fi- efficient because they were able to order more in bulk and more order what they needed. You know, in a normal stuff the bus, we take all the supplies, we organize them, and then it's kind of a mad dash free for all of taking what you kind of think you need for your mm-hmm. school. So that's not always efficient because then you end up with more. More crayons than you need and not enough paper or right. vice versa. So speaking of evolving, we as a committee decided we were going to do the same thing again this year and get away from the physical school supplies purchases and dropping at certain locations and go back to the the monetary um, donations that our, our community was so amazing with last year. So what do you guys mainly just, we just want cash and checks. So, um, so yeah, uh, Valley Bank is one of our, our main sponsors. Um, they will match any donation up to $5,000. 
Um, again, this year, last year, I believe they did it for, for one week. Um, this year, they're doing it all summer, which is incredible. Um, we have a wide network of, of businesses and, and different organizations, but, but Valley Bank is one of the best ways um, to go about it. If you'd rather um, donate, we also have some other um, sponsors, um, Gulch Distilleries and, and 10 Mile, where we have some different nights um, July 14th, Gulch Distilleries, July 18th, 10 Mile, uh, July 21st, Gulch Distilleries, July 25th, 10 Mile, and then July 28th, Gulch Distilleries right now where um, they are donating a percentage of the, the drinks or not the drinks, the, 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 the money for the drinks to schools. So if you'd rather support in that way and go get a beverage in the hot summer, um, that those are some other options as well. So can people just bring growlers down to the buses? Growlers down to the bus now. For the, for the teachers. <laughs> no. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of educators that would uh, that would appreciate that, but we got to stay professional. Um, no, you can hit 10 Mile on any of those dates or Gulch Distilleries. Um, and then we have something going on at Safeway August 5th as well. Um, so if you see that driving by. Um, so there's a handful of different ways that people can support. He's going to send me this info so I can put it on our Facebook page. Yes, I will. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that's, I mean, it's, you, you, you just never know in a time of, like last year, or we still don't know really where we're headed at this year, but communities across this entire state have just been amazing dealing. And when it comes to the kids, that's really what it, what it counts or matters for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think if anything, as I kind of process, you know, over a year later, you know, human beings kind of rally together when they have something to rally together for. And, you know, we're talking about a, a virus that nobody can see without a microscope. So what better reason to 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 kind of get back to the basics of humanity and, and rally around one another? And I, I definitely think that that's what happened in our community, which was really cool to see. Kevin Flato, our, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show, Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Um, it's just amazing to me that, you know, I was talking with Leon Costello earlier today, and we'll hear it coming up, but it, it seemed like last year, like it, did, like it happened. We all know it happened, but we, where did it go? Because now it seems like we're we're almost back to normal, which yeah. is great. Yeah, like when I walked in, I said, I don't think I've seen you in a year since yeah. I was here last, and, and time goes quick. Um it, it did go quick. I mean, it, it did go fast as I look back on the last year. But I, I just, you know, I know this is a sports show. I was talking with Cicero and um, Mads and the other. I'm just so excited for college football, like this fall, <laughs> to get back to seeing yep. fans there, um, you know, maybe even going to, to a couple games. Um, I'm just excited to kind of get back to that. I think the one thing that, that stood out to me was a, a new sense of gratitude for a lot of things, you know, whether mm. it's sports, whether it's, being a school counselor at school and just kind of having a, a new sense of gratitude for some normalcy with things. Did you deal with teachers? Did they come in and talk to you as a, as a counselor? Like, Hey, I'm, you know, I didn't have too many actually. Um, you know, our, our, our staff at HMS is pretty tight. Um, there were some of us that would kind of get together in a safe manner um, and get together and, and just have drinks and support and reflect on one another. That's always been kind of a part of our culture, and that kind of went away for a while. It kind of had to. We had to get sure. in smaller groups. But once people started getting vaccinated, um, you know, that kind of picked back up, and I think, you know, that's how we end up supporting each other more than anything. You know, one thing that will be normal is coaching on the sidelines or officiating without having to wear a mask. Man, so those masks in football, oh, they were tough. 
you know, the beginning of the year and then down the stretch, they were kind of nice because they were kind of warm. Well, yeah. I might be rocking a buff again, my Helen I buff, and, you know, when we get in the playoff run or, or it's cold. But, yeah, it, it added a new dynamic definitely on the basketball court. I didn't know what that would be like. Um, I think it kind of quieted some coaches down. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was an interesting dynamic, you know, with with the the lack of fans there and 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 wearing masks and and yeah, it was an interesting dynamic for sure. Did I asked the coaches this? I didn't get a chance to talk to any officials, but um, you know, guys like Keller or um, even Coach Sayers, who mm-hmm. who's well known for getting um, vocal, mm-hmm. it had to have been tough to hear them. But probably a good thing because you weren't seeing them. You can't lip read while they got a mask on. Sure. No, I think that definitely happened. I mean, I think it kind of muffled the sound coming from coaches, um, which which maybe that's a good thing. They get to kind of vent and say what they want to say, and we can't hear it or hear it clearly, and so it kind of works for all <laughs> parties involved. Maybe Did you give less technicals like, last year? You know, so here here's one thing that an observation I did have. You know, I've got a pretty long leash with with coaches. I I, I have empathy for coaches. I am a coach. Um, I, I try to communicate. Um, I try to diffuse things pretty well. So I'm not out there whacking coaches, but I did ha- I did tee more players. I think, and no. as I kind of reflect on that, I do wonder, and I've had to ask myself, how much of that would I have heard if you got a student section right there, or if you have fans? Sure. Um, so that is one thing that I had to kind of process. So more probably more players, but kind of stayed the same. It did stay the same for the most part with coaches. Was it weird with no fans? So or was it nice? Nicer? No, definitely not nicer. There, there's an energy missing. Um, you know, I thought that the teams and the players did a great job of bringing that energy. The benches were loud. They were more mm-hmm. spread out. Um, we kind of gave them a little bit more um, latitude to do that. Um, when you're actually officiating and it's live ball, you don't notice any difference. Like you're you're going from matchup, matchup, self-talking, matchup, you know. Um, but then when the dead balls would happen, you kind of look around, you know, you're up at Northern or you're at UP or somewhere, and the only people in the gym are the athletic director, the, the table, um, and, and maybe the women's team or the men's team. Yeah, you, you start looking around, you're like, this is kind of weird. But at the same time, I go back to that gratitude piece. Sure. You know, we were so thankful to be able to do it because I think for a lot of it, it's a huge part of our mental health and it's a, it's a huge part of what we do in the winter. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. you know, me and Tommy would be on the phone, you know, Monday, Tuesday, just hoping that it wasn't your games that got canceled and, you know, the text would kind of light up. And, and so then when your games were on, you just had a sense of gratitude and so you kind of just dealt with it. Well, I, I just, I mean, it was tough for this, you know, with nothing to talk about. And then you get stuff, but it's just different. I couldn't imagine what you guys went through and talking with coaches, how tough it was. Just, you know, that energy, like you said. And as an, you know, if, you know, I didn't announce any of the games, but mm-hmm. you probably heard a lot more from the announcer this time around because there was no fans. Maybe it's a good thing I wasn't calling games with you and, and Dwyer. <laughs> no, it was a, it was a different dynamic. Um, you know, I keep coming back to that gratitude piece, but but I also keep coming back to them. We're ready to get back to yeah. some normalcy and have fans, and you know, we got through it. Um, you know, the one thing I will say is I think MHSA did an incredible job of of keeping sports alive mm-hmm. and giving kids those opportunities. Um, I think. 
um, the ADs in the frontier and Commissioner Paulson. I think they did a great job of 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 allowing us to have a season. Um, it, all the stakeholders involved. I was really impressed with. Um, kind of our, our, our greediness and perseverance to be able to kind of push through at a certain point and be able to have those opportunities for not only kids, but, you know, for coaches and for officials as well. Yeah. Um, give me the stuff, the bus dates again. So, okay. For the, I'll, for I'll, the I'll drinking. Another rundown. So it's looking like July 14th, Gulch Distilleries. Um, July 18th, 10 Mile Brewery. Um, July 21st, Gulch Distilleries. Uh, July 25th, 10 Mile and then July 28th, Gulch Distilleries. So, and if these dates change, um, I can I can get those to you. I should know if we have a web page. I'm not super prepared today. It's okay. Oops. I mean, I've only had it booked for two weeks, but <laughs> <laughs> summer school and, and <laughs> no. rehabbing my quad, man, it takes uh, a lot of time. You just did, tore it yesterday. Don't give me that crap. <laughs> um, well, at least you don't have to. I mean, you'll be fine for basketball season, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just kind of. I'm just getting old. Well, and I lifted legs yesterday morning at the gym. I don't know if that had, but I can't. I got to stretch and warm up. I can't do these things anymore. <laughs> yeah, just go out and go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I, I've had some school place injuries. I had. We were a couple of years ago. We had some kids. We were doing service some service day at HMS, and then we ended up in the skateboard bowl at at the at the skate park and so we were having American Ninja races out of those and I I I, I did tear my hamstring that day too and it got discolored and oh, I'm super tight out. with my muscles so if I'm not stretched out I just oh, can't be doing man. those things anymore. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it is embarrassing. Um, did you catch my Bob Beers interview a couple of, or last week from uh, the Hall of Fame? I did not. You should listen to that. I will. He is Western hilarious. Guy. Yeah. 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 Um, he talked a lot about Howlett, which was cool. Okay. Um, and then um, his Bob Green impersonation is pretty, pretty spot on. Oh, that's probably worth checking out. Yeah. In and um, of itself. <laughs> um, he, he, he swears. So that was kind of cool. Um, but good dude. Good yeah. dude, for sure. Um, you were around and, and you heard me talking about the uh, Bruce's service mm-hmm. uh, this week, but you were around Bruce a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite Bruce Parker story? You know, so I was, I was around Bruce. He was at MSU when I was there for those two years, year and a half. Um, and then, so I knew I knew Bruce then. I just remember he was always warm and welcoming to me, um, which I think being an 18, 19-year-old kid away from home, you know, you just appreciate that. And then, you know, when I was when I was back officiating, getting into college officiating was when he was at Carroll. And, and I just remember from an out, outsider standpoint, I felt like he kind of took Carroll athletics to another level. You could just kind of see it. Um, and then, you know, and then he ended up at Rocky and, and I don't know if I have a favorite story, but my favorite thing about Bruce was he was just always really great to the officials when he was down at Rocky. Um, he, you know, he, if the weather was bad or whatever, you know, he had a connection with hotel rooms and would hook us up and he was just kind of, he was just that kind of guy, you know what I mean? So when his health turned and he was at Rocky, it was, you know, you knew it wasn't good and it was kind of hard to see, but, um, yeah, so I had kind of, I got to see Bruce in three of his realms and, and my favorite story was just that he was in a, he was an official friendly athletic director and took good care of us. And it was just, just a great man. That's awesome. Um, because he took care of everybody. Yeah. And, and very loyal dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause not everybody's nice to you guys. No. When you walk in a gym, it's, oh. Plato's here. Yeah. Well, there was a lot. This year wasn't as bad. No, exactly. 
wasn't as bad. So, yeah, how was your year trying to figure out sports to talk about? With well, once once we got stuff to talk about, it was great. And yeah. you know, being able to have an opinion and be like, why are we, you know, why are the Grizz playing two spring games and mm-hmm. that mean nothing? Mm-hmm. And then the newspapers, oh, the Grizz are back. No, they beat a, a D two school and a bad Portland State team. Like yeah. they're not back. Let's let's relax yeah. a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know. Dealing with the parents, that was t- probably the toughest thing all fall mm-hmm. and kind of in the winter. So sure. they relaxed a little bit of the rules, but yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, the summer was tough last year because yeah. there was nothing to talk yeah. about. Yeah. You See, know? I kind of just blocked that out. I, I purposely, I didn't want to think about school. I didn't want to think about it because you don't want to get your hopes up of, you know, what if it doesn't happen? Yeah. So I, I got to ask you something, though, because you like to bust my balls and give me a hard time. When I walked out yeah. of the last summer, I remember walking out and, and thinking you were pretty pessimistic about should we have sports. I was a you little were. bit. Now that we've come approximately 365 days, how, how do you feel? How do you feel about well, how everything went down? I changed. I didn't. I still feel like I did 16 months ago, which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to overreact, but at the same time still be concerned. Because mm-hmm. I still don't know enough about this thing. Sure. Um, I got vaccinated, but only because I want to travel out of the country. And I have to. Mm-hmm. But once the kids were able to get going, and I know there was stories that football teams made a pact, like, look, we're finishing our season no matter how many kids get sick. Yeah. And we're not telling anybody if we don't, you know. Yeah. And I know that happened. And a couple schools actually got busted for it. Um, I, I'm, and I gave, I ripped MHSA really hard last summer, but I'm glad they were able to get the seasons in. I got to call the state softball, uh, BC, uh, vol- or yeah, softball and state volleyball for B. And it was, it was, it was different being there mm-hmm. and having that atmosphere of, okay, we've got a little normalcy here mm-hmm. and I give MHSA kudos like you for, for getting sure, yeah. it in for, to the administrators for, you know, athletic directors had to deal with parents that were pissed you know, one parent could go, one couldn't. Who was wearing masks? Who wasn't? Yeah. Um, I'm glad the seasons got going. I'm glad the baseball competed last year, and I, you know, I I told Burnett that too last year. Mm-hmm. And now that they get to have kid, you know fans in the stands, it's awesome. But mm-hmm. no, I mean, I was I was very pessimistic. I'm glad everything happened, and it it did give us a sense of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm I'm happy everything turned out the way it did. Yeah. And that those kids, more importantly, the kids is really what it came down to. The hell with the parents that got pissed. I don't care. Yeah. You want to get mad at me for saying what I, you know, last mm-hmm. year? That's fine. Yeah. And I can handle that. Well, but tri- the kids it, got yeah. the years in, which meant the most. Absolutely. To- it triggered so many different emotions and such a wide spectrum of people. You oh, know? sure. And then at the end of the day, there there was no one person that really had the right answer. So yep. it continued to evolve as it went, as we learned more about it. Yeah. Um, just, just, just tough, 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 tough year. It was, you know, but we made it through, and and that's the most important thing. So, and again, it was, you know, you forget about the teachers, the administrators, the council, like in everybody on the adult side, even the coaches. Mm-hmm. You guys needed it. The officials needed mm-hmm. it. But most importantly, from high school to the college, those kids got to have their seasons. Absolutely, and that really was what it boiled down to for yeah. me. It kind of makes you reflect too on just how important sport is in our culture. Yeah. 
you know what I mean, for all the stakeholders involved, whether you're the athletes or the fans or yep. the the radio yep. um, radio talk show guy or or all the different stakeholders. You know, it kind of just makes you reflect on a lot of things. I think oh, that's sure. what this last year was for, for me and for a lot of people. Oh, totally. And, you know, I asked the question last year, and I'll ask it again this year, are we too reliant on sports for entertainment? And probably on the college and professional level, high school kids, they're not there for our entertainment, mm-hmm. you know. Those are kids playing a game. Yeah. But, yeah, for for the – I think we are a little – and I'll still I'll stand by that. I think we're too reliant on sports as entertainment. Did we miss it last year? Absolutely. But did did I have to watch a football game on TV to get through my Saturday? No. You know, I missed it. <laughs> what were some of the alternatives you went to? Because I think for a lot of people, the alternatives are are these things and technology. And a lot, there was a lot so of that. Sure that's healthy. No, it's not. There was a lot of that, but it was more of family time. You know, you get back Absolutely, to having yeah. dinners with the family, yeah. and and you know, I mean, granted, she's just three now, but I was able to spend more time with her than I probably would have mm-hmm. instead of focusing on a four hour football game on a Saturday. Sure, we're watching Frozen or you know, going for a walk or something, or just taking a drive somewhere. And that was cool. That was for me a little bit easier. Yeah. But and again, I'm not a big TV sports guy. I don't. You know, and I haven't been for a few years because I'm not a fan of the uh, the politics in in college sports. And there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's politics everywhere. How do you feel about the NIL? It's interesting. Um, Man, this is a this is a, this is a sticky road to go down. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, it's interesting. I don't know if I want to go down that road. I, I worry what it's going to do. I mean, y- you can argue both sides of it yep. for sure. You know, on the highest levels of 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 competitive sport, mainly football, and and I would imagine men's basketball and probably men or women's basketball. You know what I mean? There's a lot of money being made off amateur athletes. And yes, they get compensated. I mean, you know, if you've been around a, a, a power five program, I mean, the facilities and the training table yeah. and the academic support and, and all those things, you know, the benefit of being a division one athlete, there's there's so much money put into those athletes as human beings and, and investment in their future. Um, now, do we know that there be, there's way, way more money being made off of them? Absolutely, um, I, I don't know where you I don't know where you draw that line at. It's it's really interesting to me because um, you were a college yeah. athlete, and then you have to also recognize that that a lot of high level college athletes come from very different backgrounds than you and I do. You know, where our culture, white middle class culture, yeah. very much is about go to school, get your college diploma, you know, get a get a professional white collar job where. You know, let's be real. A lot of these kids that that come from very different environments, you know, that's that's not why they're there. Right. That's not that's not within their culture, maybe of of how of what's really important to them. You know what I mean? And so it's easy for us to, as as white middle aged men to sit here and say a certain thing. Where depending on what lens you you look at it through, I mean, it, it looks very different to to a lot of different people you know um it's interesting it'll it'll be interesting to see how it it goes and to be honest with you i haven't studied up or or read up on it a whole lot and i think it's still very in its infancy phases i think some of the like the spencer rattlers or the high division one um 
athletes, I think they'll probably benefit. But I, I would imagine just the everyday MSU U of M or just the, the average student athlete on, on even a, a higher level Division One team. I mean, what's it really going to yeah. be? I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. Well, it, it started last year in the NAI, so it's, um, it's a, yeah, I mean, they're not going to be, quarterback at Carroll's not going to be making bank like quarterback at Alabama. No. My biggest fear, and I, I've said this publicly a lot, is I just worry about because I'm a huge supporter of women's athletics. Is this mm-hmm. going to is this going to make Title IX even a bigger issue? And also, how much how much fighting is there going to be in a in a locker room? How much you know inner turmoil? Because well, this guy's getting 500 bucks from this place, but the 12th guy on the basketball roster is not. You know, sure. it's. I can't imagine it's going to be good for for locker room chemistry. Yeah, like I can't imagine it's going to be good. And then you bring up a great point with with Title IX. Um, is it going to have unintended consequences there, where Title IX is all about equality, and then we start dividing the opposite way? You know, I think I think I, I think on its surface, it's a great it's a great idea. Um, I do think that in some cases college athletes should be compensated more than they are. But again, you know, you bring up two different examples with Title IX and equality, or how about, you know, it's going to be different between quarterback at the University of Alabama versus uh, maybe small Division One or NAIA or Division Two. you know. That's always been my thought with the whole you know, the revenue stream is, is you know, Carroll College is not making as much money for a football game as the University of Alabama, obviously. So, right. so and then you get into those other, um, you know, rowing or gymnastics or diving and swimming, those non-revenue streaming sports. Um, you know, how does that all work? It's, it's super interesting. It's probably above my, my it's pay way grade, above my pay grade. You know what I mean? <laughs> when we really start talking about it. But. Awesome, man. Um yeah, there's a we could go down a whole bunch of rabbit holes uh, with that stuff. But yeah. um, did I answer your question? Okay, are you, are you happy now? And I wasn't like I wasn't coming at you. Like, no, I know. I remember walking away being like, "Come on, Jason! Like you're a sports dude, and you don't want people playing sports." But I think everybody's attitude with everything has evolved over the yeah. last year, and then of course hindsight's twenty twenty. But in this situation, I don't even think hindsight's twenty twenty. I still think that there's plenty of arguments to be made. Yeah. Um, in any any given direction, I was just worried about sending kids out all willy nilly, not knowing consequent. Like Absolutely. you hear the myocarditis, yeah. You know, I yeah. well, I that's a big deal to me. Absolutely, your heart, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a big deal. You kind of need it. Yeah, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a biology guy, but I think you kind of need your heart. Yeah, you know what I mean? I've been so. told that. So yeah, yeah. well, it's interesting. Hey, thanks for coming in. Hey, thanks for having me on. Don't be thanks a stranger. For, thanks for being an advocate of uh, our schools, our community, um, our kids, Stuff the Bus, um, Valley Banks, one of our main yep. sponsors, matching donations up to $5,000 this summer, um, Gold Stillers, and 10 Mile, Safeway are kind of our other sponsors as well. So, Perfect. Yep. Thanks Stuff for having the bus. me on. I appreciate it. And I tried to smile more. You did. You, you, yeah. Did you notice I yeah. did? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, yeah. <laughs> A couple. Uh, Kevin Flato, you can uh, check him out on social media if you really want to. Um, I don't know if you're a good so- – are you a good social media follow? Uh, I mostly just consume. Yeah, um, okay. I kind of put mountain biking stories up there with some, some house music. So um, you're lame. You know, I don't tweet a whole lot. I mostly retweet. Um, I definitely stay away from the political stuff Yeah. just because with – I take my roles as school counselor seriously and – you know, yep. you don't want to turn off anybody. So, 
And also, I think social media is kind of toxic. Oh, absolutely. If I, honestly, yeah. I swear, if I didn't have to do it for my show, yeah. I wouldn't have Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. I wouldn't What's have. your favorite social media platform? The Jason Walker Show, uh, dot com. Okay. Yeah. And then what? Um, I actually, I've been stayed off Twitter the last couple months. Have you? Yeah. I, and I'm much happier. I think staying away from social media makes yeah. you much happier. Yeah. Those days when I'm so busy with school, I don't have a chance to get yep. on. I notice I'm a happier person. Yep. Oh, absolutely. So. No, it's the the. I listen to music and I'm golfing now. I'm not sitting there like, oh, I wonder what's going on in the world. I don't care. Yeah. I just, I just don't. You know, we're gonna. You're getting wisdom with your, with your <laughs> older. Age. My old age. I am older than you, so. Um, thanks for coming in. Yeah, don't be a stranger though. I appreciate it. You can come in anytime. Okay. Well, just let me know. Yeah. I'll come in. Clearly, I can come in and talk. Well, next time, call me if something you're listening to, and you're like, ah, it pisses me off. Okay. I will. Yeah. Come on, Jay. Call me out. I love it. We were listening to... Yeah, I better stay away from that. I'll tell you off there. Okay. Had a really interesting... Oh, I think I did message you then. It was really interesting in February. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to... Yeah. On the air, though. No, I but I have, a, I have a good story following up on that. I need to go back on. Yeah. No, we're good. Okay. Um, Kevin Flato... Uh, he's a great administrator. He's a great counselor. He does a lot for our, uh, our youth and our student athletes. So, um, and he's a pretty decent Frontier Conference official as well. So on the basketball floor, but he's a better person. I like that. See, did I did I end that right? Appreciate it. Yeah, there you Thank go. Thank you. All right, quick break. We'll come right back. We have a Leon Costello. We'll talk Montana State, our auto contest performance of the week on this day, the walk off, and much more still to come here. Jason Walker Show. These are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State, from rodeos to portraits, and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, Ah, uh, Welcome back. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. The last segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. 
No show tomorrow. We're back Monday. We'll talk to Steve Jones, the former Carroll College do-it-aller. And um, we'll talk with him on Monday. Two weeks, we'll be live at the uh, Lewis and Clark County Fairgrounds as well for the Stampede. All right, had a chance to sit down and uh, chat with Leon Costello, Director of Athletics at Montana State University, and he joins us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. It's good to finally chat with you. It's been a a couple of months since I last saw you, barring uh, the funeral the other day down in Billings, but um, how's things going? You know, uh, really well. Uh, All things considered um, and everything that we have gone through the past 15, 16 months, couldn't be more excited about where we are as a university, where we are as a department, seeing camps go on. We have volleyball camp going on in the uh, arena right now and watching the, our other programs, our MSU programs, practicing, doing their required workouts. It feels it feels normal, but as you know, Jason, it feels kind of new because we've, we've been missing this and we haven't done this for so long, it seems like. And um, So I'm excited. Uh, there's a lot of hope uh, a lot of excitement stirring around, and I think people are just ready to get back into coming onto campus and supporting the Bobcats in whatever way that they do, and uh, we're excited for that as well. It has been kind of weird with, with camps going on all across the state. I was, like I said, down in Billings the other day. I went over into the uh, gym at Rocky. They had a basketball camp going on. It's like there's football players working out all over uh, high school and college. It's like did anything? What did we? What did we do last year? Like, how did we? How did we get past not having all of this? Well, I, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I think we were we were all we all didn't know, right? So we were all learning, and, and we didn't know. But I got to say, it was boring. You know, it mm-hmm. was. Um, we're so used to being so active in, in our departments and our programs, doing so much, and in the summertime for us is when we get out and try and go see our donors in their towns. You know, they always come to us uh, when we have events and, and contests going on, but the summer is really our time to get out of Bozeman and, and get to travel across this great state. And, you know, we weren't able to do that. And we got a little bit of that back here this summer, not fully, but next year at this time, you know, we'll be fully uh, involved in all of our events. But, yeah, you know, I don't know. It just – it feels like we're just busier now, and uh, I, I, I'd like to say I was productive during that time, but I don't know if I really was. <laughs> <laughs> Montana State Athletic Director Leon Costello joining us here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Um, you guys just wrapped up the uh, the university just wrapped up its 13th overall national championship with the uh, women's rodeo team down at the CNFR. How proud! I know it's not an official athletic sport at MSU. But it's got to be pretty satisfying to win yet another national championship. Yeah, especially in a state where rodeo means so much. And um, I was talking to Andy Bullitt the other day, and um, obviously having him go out on top is great. Um, but to do it in that kind of in that way uh, is remarkable. And any time we talked a lot about this, anytime you win a championship, a national championship, a conference championship you got to celebrate it because there it's not easy to do. Uh, and to do it on a national stage like that uh, is truly impressive. So I couldn't be happier for, for Andy and the entire uh, rodeo program. You get to hang another banner up. That's that's always exciting. Andy, that's exactly right. <laughs> I'll have to come down for that presentation. I like that. There you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, and we, you know, I, I think I had put something out not too long ago. About how cool is it going to be on September 11th? I know we're going to talk about this, but mm. opening the – 
the new facility at the stadium. Oh, just so happens that our national champion rodeo team is going to be leading our football team out of that facility onto the field for the first time since December of 2019. I mean, all these things, it just, it's going to highlight uh, a truly remarkable day and night. And I'm, I'm already excited uh, about September 11th. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't wait either. And and now we talked about this in May. I think Alex Eshelman uh, from the TV station actually asked this question: Do the horses get to run down the tunnel too? <laughs> well, I don't think the tunnel is quite big enough for them. <laughs> and to be honest with you, we're still uh, we're still working on what the exact protocol is going to be, just because all that stuff is going to be new, and the team is going to enter the field from the middle, like from right under the goalpost. And we still got to figure all that out. It might take a little, little bit of practice, but, uh, um, yeah, they won't be, uh, they won't definitely be in the tunnel, but they, they're going to be leading us out. That's for sure. And that's one of the coolest traditions across the country now. And, and I, I mean, it's just super awesome. Uh, talking with Leon Costello here from Montana state, the athletics, uh, athletic director, I bring up May. We were there um, all together without masks. It was great. We got to see the facility. It's expanded even more since the last two months. But what an amazing athletics complex that is being built right there. Um, I guess it's the west end zone. Is that northwest corner of the uh, North. of the stadium? I this, yeah, I have this argument all the time. You know, I always tell people football fields run north and south. So for me, that's the north end zone. However. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Northwest is probably the most accurate if you're going to describe it. Yeah. Um, but what a, I mean, just it's super awesome. And it's a long time coming, and obviously a lot of money is going into this. But um, what, a, what a great facility for the athletic competitions um, or for the athletic competitors. And it's not just football. And people are going to, you know, the public may not know that, but yeah. all athletes are going to be able to use this. Well, our number one, you know this, uh, our number one objective is to recruit great kids, uh, develop them while they're here, uh, make them the best students and athletes that they can be, and then with the hopes that they graduate from here with a great degree, they can go on and be very, very successful in life. And we've got a small four- to five-year window that we truly can have an impact uh, on our student-athletes. And we just had we had outgrown the field house. This, this facility has served us well for many many years. However, we we needed more space. We needed more modern space. Uh, we needed to upgrade technology and, and things like that. And uh, we needed to allow our other programs outside of football to grow in this space. And so that's why we started with this one. Number one is uh, it focuses on the development of the student athletes, whether that's uh, competition and athletic development, uh, academic development with being able to repurpose our football coaches' offices in the field house into an expanded academic center that will offer uh, group learning spaces, tutoring spaces, individual study spaces, amongst new offices for our academic staff. And then, oh, also we have, you know, our, our sports psychologist who is on staff as well. So, you know, developing, you know, the mind, uh, you know, the body, and then the academic side of things is truly what we're all about. And this facility allows us to do that by – getting football to its natural home, which is over uh, in the stadium. It, there's a safety aspect to this as well, so they don't have to cross Keggy every single day uh, to get to uh, to get to get their home. And then with the space that they are vacating, we get to now grow into the field house and expand our offerings for all of our other sport programs. And so 
I mean, every, every thing you look at, it's a win for everybody. Um, and so that's why we started with it. Number one, and hopefully it will allow us to then go down the list of some of these other sports and, and start to focus on some of their priorities for space in this building as well. And it's huge. Uh, the weight area alone, and, and just the way it was designed, I love it, because you walk in, you've got the, the, the weight area right there, you've got the football locker room, but you've got the um, the, the nutrition center um, is right there as well, uh, and then you go upstairs to the offices, but I think, and, and you guys brought this up a lot, the selling point is that, was it the hydrotherapy area? Holy Correct. cow, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, the, the building was designed for flow, so get in the building, get your stuff done and get out of there. So then you can, you know, go on to campus and do all the other things you need to do as a college student. And efficiency was, was a word that we, we used a lot. Um, but then, yes, if, you know, if we do have something that happens and obviously over a five-year period and you're playing contact sports like, you know, like football or even, you know, basketball with knees and ankles and things, you know, we want to be able to show our parents and our recruits that, hey, look, come to school here. You're going to get a great education. You're going to compete for championships. Oh, and something happens, we're going to be able to take care of your son or daughter. And the hydrotherapy aspect of that really helps us recover and get people back from injury a lot sooner. Uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say we have the Bozeman Health Clinic that is right there that will be able to provide x-ray right there on site, but also our team physicians, physical therapy, all the labs and things that we need to perform are going to be right there in that facility. And so we don't have to jump in a car and go anywhere else anymore. All of those services can be provided right here. And what a great tool um, for everybody. And you talk about efficiency, not having to jump in a car and drive across town to go get a service done and know, by the way, to drive back. All that stuff that is done right here, giving time back uh, to the students so they can go on campus, you know, eat the proper meals, study, get the proper sleep, and get up and, as you know, do it all over again the next day. Leon Costello, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. A few final questions, but you bring up September 11th, that home opener for football. Um, it's going to be an exciting time, but there's a big public unveiling of the uh, athletic complex that day too, right? Yeah, yeah. We will have a, uh, kind of a grand opening ceremony, uh, and then we'll have an open house. And we'll let people walk through the building uh, up until about 1230 or 1, so we have to close it down for pregame activities. But – just to go in and get a good feel of what the, the building is going to offer for our student athletes. One to say thank you to all of the donors that helped us get this thing done and just take a look at the services it's going to provide. I think everybody, you know, I can, I can tell it in your voice, uh, but just show everybody and make everybody feel proud for all the things they've helped us do and accomplish. This building truly is going to set us apart from a lot of our peers. And uh, it's a great recruiting tool, uh, but it wouldn't be done without the great supporters that we have here at Montana State. And uh, it, it'll be state-of-the-art. Uh, it'll be a fun day. And then, you know, kick it off kick it off with the grand opening and then uh, close it out with a, with a great football game starting at 6 o'clock and, you know, the one another great tradition in Gold Rush. Absolutely, yeah. No, and that's going to be fantastic. Um, the, it's just – I'm so excited. Like I said, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to be like, um, I, I get to break, you know, break the new Montana Football Hall of Fame uh, inductees the day before. So what a great environment. Um, you do have a new arrival, though. You've got a new employee in Bethany Cordell who had a baby um, yeah. this summer. Is she going to be back to work? Because she is the best in the business at what she does with marketing. 
Yeah, she she will be. Um, I, she comes back here in a week or so. Okay. Um, I don't know the exact date, but yeah, no, we're excited to have a uh, um, you know a new Bobcat in the mix, and uh, excited to get Bethany back. And you know, Bethany's uh, role is going to expand, and she will. Uh, she'll be, still be doing some marketing things, but she's going to be doing some development work for for us as well, and helping us raise funds for the uh, for the Bobcat Club. And uh, ex- yeah, but just excited to get her back. You know. We've we've gone through this pandemic and we've had a few open positions um, that we've had to leave open and we're in the process now of hiring people back and then getting her back from it, it's going to feel like she's a new employee again because uh, uh, you know she's been gone but we're excited to you know to get some full staff you know be past all of this other stuff and and look to the future and look to move forward and you know what a great way to do that then with our our fall sports. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we'll be back to normal schedules. Um, we got kickoff days coming up uh, at the end of the month in Spokane. I say day, I guess. We don't we don't have the golf. Yeah. Th- Can we get the golf tournament back for media days? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure if we begged hard enough, they would they would bring it back. I man, I was talking to some other reporters and and media people, and like that's the highlight. I mean, yeah, you, you, we can talk to coaches and players a lot, but. The highlight was the golf tournament, hanging out, just having fun with people, not not well, doing you know, work. I think, Jake, I think you're talking you're, you're talking to it. I think if you just start one and you tell all these people that hey, we're just going to go play golf and it starts organically, I think you can get that accomplished. I really do. Ooh, I like that idea. I hope I get to go this year. Um, it's going to be fun. Those are always a great time. But you know, I, I got to give kudos to you guys the, the, in the athletics department at, at all the Big Sky schools that competed with basketball. You get a season in volleyball, same thing. Track and field. I mean, MSU saw a lot of success in the outdoor track season as well. Um, but what a great job you guys did to hold things together for these student athletes to have seasons. Um, I know we didn't have football, but everything else went off pretty much without a hitch. It, it, it appeared. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I appreciate that and I, you know, say thank you for that, but it took an army and, um, you know, our support areas, strength and conditioning and academics, athletic training, our team physicians, our doctors, all the things that they had to do, uh, extra just to get us through it. And oh, by the way, you know, they're, they're on the front lines with our coaches, um, talking with our student athletes every single day, um, you know, just trying to understand what they're going through and, you know, the biggest thing for us was trying to communicate with them as things change. And as you know, throughout that time, things change could be on a daily basis. And, you know, we really worked hard to try and get that information to them to make their lives as seamless as possible, even though when you walk into our facility, you're, you're answering questions, you're taking temperature checks, you're getting your nose swabbed, you know, you're doing all these different things. At least when they came into the building, we wanted it to be, once they were in, we wanted to try and make that environment as seamless and as normal as possible. And, uh, you know, we can't do all the things we do without great people. And I, I'm fortunate. We've, I've got a great staff here, got a great group of coaches. But when you got great people and you have great coaches, they recruit great kids. And they truly made things a whole lot easier because everybody knew what the goal was at the end of the day. And the goal was to get through this. And to provide some normalcy, allow them to train. And if, oh, if we get to play, we get to play. But let's get through this. And then with the hopes of where we are right now, we're going to be ready to go full bore. And we made it. It was it was a challenge. But I think everybody that has helped us along the way because we did make it and we're ready to go. Final question for Leon Costello. And I go back to the uh, athletic complex, and I brought this up to you in May. 
you guys didn't move the scoreboard, so I don't want people to freak out when they get there. The scoreboard is in the exact same place. It just looks a lot further away than it used to. We did discuss that, and uh, you're, you're right. It's funny how, uh, you know, it's kind of an optical illusion a little bit. But, you know, I get that question a lot. I'm glad you brought that up. So the, we do have plans uh, to replace that scoreboard. It's just not going to happen this year. And then, you know, our hope is when we get to put seats in front of that building, the seats will go from basically the, the field all the way up to the, the bottom of the windows in the coaches' offices, so they'll still have a view of the field. Um, and it, we'll get about an extra maybe 2,000 seats in there, but that scoreboard and the, and the structure will stay there, but the scoreboard will go higher than it is right now um, and so kind of go up, sit above the building. But uh, uh, and it, it will sit. The plans we have, it sits really nicely within the stands and everything. You, you're hardly going to even notice it, but you're exactly right. The scoreboard did not move. Uh, it's the same exact space. It just looks a little different when you're looking at it now. Yeah, it totally does. Hey, uh, appreciate the time. Um, it's great seeing you a lot the last couple of weeks, really. But uh, let's meet up in Bozeman sometime and not Billings. That would be great. You know, and obviously, you know, you had mentioned it. I got to give, uh, you know, just a shout out to our, our guy, Bruce Parker. And uh, I know what he meant to uh, to people around Bozeman and obviously our, across the state. Uh, and I got to know him a little bit. And uh, what a great guy. What a great family. Obviously, his wife, Lisa, uh, getting to know her as well. But, um it was an honor to, uh, you know, to get to, to get to know Bruce and, uh, what tremendous, what a tremendous career he had. And I know he touched a lot of people's lives. So I was just, I was happy I was able to get over there and, uh, and honor him in, in a special way. Leon Costello, he is the uh, director. Is it athletic director or director of athletics? It's whatever you want to say. Okay. He is the, he runs the athletic department <laughs> of Montana State. He is the man in charge and, uh, he's a good friend of the show. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully before that September 11th opener and, uh, that was uh, Leon Costello joining us on the uh, Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Uh, Kevin Flato is gone. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, uh, Jason Walker Show, um, presented by Capital Collision Center. All right. Uh, Montana Horses Magazine. It's all horses. It's all Montana. It is Montana Horses Magazine, packed with every wonderful, wow-worthy thing you'll ever want to know about all things Montana Horses. Check them out, montanahorses.com. Uh, our auto concepts performance of the week, short, sweet, and simple. Bryce Patterson of Bozeman. He picked up six checks uh, in the Northern Rodeo Association over the weekend in three different events in three different cities. That means he placed on, he placed on both ends of the arena, which is uh, really cool. Uh, but the kid is, uh, he's a good dude. But he, uh, he won from Harlow, Ennis, and Shoto, $3,139. Between uh, tie-down, steer wrestling, bareback, and team roping. So he won money in bareback, steer wrestling, and team roping. Pretty damn cool. Uh, so congratulations to uh, to Bryce, who was the Montana all-around and uh, bareback champ back in 2019. But a good kid. Good kid. Good family as well. Again, East Helena Valley Rodeo coming up Friday and Saturday night. Malta NRA Rodeo on Saturday. And then uh, you've got uh, Wolf Point and Drummond this weekend on the PRCA Montana circuit. So there you go. All right, uh, real quick, let's do uh, On This Day in History. It's brought to you by Big Sky Printwear. We print what you wear. Today is Thursday, July 8th. It is uh, National Freezer Pop Day. It is also National Chocolate with Almonds Day. On this date in 1889, John L. Sullivan defends uh, his last officially sanctioned bare-knuckle world heavyweight prize fighting championship. Went 75 rounds before uh, the competitor's trainer throw in the, uh, threw in the towel outside Hattiesburg, Mississippi. 
1889. Also, same day, William Renshaw won his seventh Wimbledon, beating his twin brother Ernest. 1898, Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Red Donahue with a no-hitter of the Boston Bean Eaters. Pete Thompson of Australia wins the second of three consecutive Open titles in St. Andrews in 1955. Billie Jean King wins the second of three straight Wimbledon titles in 1967. Uh, Bjorn Borg goes uh, three straight at Wimbledon in 1978. Uh, let's see here. Steffi Graf won her sixth Wimbledon title on this date in 1995. Roger Federer won his fifth consecutive in 2007. And then in 2012 won his seventh Wimbledon. And uh, he was just bounced in the uh, semifinals the other night, or quarters. Uh, happy birthday, Rune Arledge. We uh, uh, broadcasting pioneer for uh, sports, M- Monday Night Football, really. Kim Darby's birthday is today, 1948, True Grit, the annoying little girl. It is Toby Keith's birthday, born on this date, 1961. And on this date, 1913, Alfred Carlton Gilbert's patent for the Erector set was issued. Yep. And uh, one of the most popular toys of all time. Now this. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco, where the big easy meets the big sky. Make sure you ch- uh, stop in and check out Cafe Zydeco. Get some shrimp etouffee and uh, maybe some beignets. I like beignets as well. And uh, there you go. All right, today, oh, we forgot one thing on this date in history. 1977, Sabra Star finishes the longest recorded belly dance. 100 straight hours. How about that? I'd like to see a Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. She's pretty good. Thanks to Kevin Flato stopping in. Stuff the bus. We'll get all the dates uh, for for that put up on our Facebook pages. Also, um... Leon Costello from Montana State joining us. Monday, we're back talking Steve Jones. Long, successful career, almost four decades at Carroll. Walk-off brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. The Big Easy meets the Big Sky. Shrimp etouffee. We'll do it again next week. Have a great weekend. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.